megyen. Please pray with me. Loving God, creator of all, saver of all, changer of all. Behold this beautiful day in your creation. Behold our love for you in our hearts. Behold our prayers for you that we hold in our hearts. Help us today to learn how to listen to answers for those prayers. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning. And it is a good morning, isn't it? Who would have thought that we could finally get to this beautiful, cool, crisp fall weather? I've been waiting on it. And what a blessing it is to be in New England this time of year, amen? It reminds me that today, weather hasn't been such a blessing lately to many people in our nation and beyond. There are places like Mexico City, Florida, where whole neighborhoods have been leveled, where hurricanes have never done damage like this ever before in the past. And in the island nation of Haiti, Hurricane Michael has leveled areas that never even fully recovered from the earthquakes and mudslides that happened not so long ago in that nation. And so I urge you this morning to donate something, anything you can, to our United Methodist Committee on Relief to help to begin and to continue the healing for such disasters in these places and beyond. And of course, I encourage you to pray for the people affected by these storms. I encourage you to pray, knowing that honestly, prayer is not the strongest of habits for many people. When Hurricanes Harvey and Maria were destroying homes and lives last year, I held a special prayer service in this church. And to be honest, almost no one came. It was on short notice, and that happens often for an event like this, and I was still very new to this community then, so I wasn't expecting a huge turnout, but it really did make me think, do people really believe in prayer? Or do we say things like, you're in my prayers, as a convenient phrase, but avoid bringing our concerns before God? Do you pray? No, let me, let me put it this way. Do you really pray? Do you bring your joys and concerns to the God who made you, the God who died for you, the God who wants to enter your life? Do you pray knowing that sometimes we need to make space for God to really enter the conversation? Do you pray to God like you phone or text your best friends, your spouse, your parents, your kids? Do you hang on for God's answers to your prayers like you hang on for answers from them on your phone? Now, don't worry. 
This is not a quiz that you have to turn in. All of us fail this test a good amount of the time, including me, I'm sure. Because life is busy. Life is complicated. We're, we're living our own lives, focused on our own story, not God's story. At least until things change. And then we have to figure out where our story fits into a new story that surrounds us. Think of the people in Mexico City, Florida, and Haiti who are sitting right now, this moment, in the middle of enormous, unexpected, life-altering change. When we have to see where our lives fit into a changing world, when we can't avoid adapting to change, our relationship to God through prayer can be the sure and steady guide to the answers that we might not even be asking for in the middle of life's most difficult changes. Do you remember last week's reading from the Bible story about Job? You should remember that Job seemed to have all the answers to life. He had great family, great wealth, great health, lots of respect, and he was devoted to God. But some of God's angels weren't sure if Job could hold on to his love for God in the middle of life-changing catastrophes. And so, a loving God allowed Job to, Job to be tested by these angels. God didn't want Job to be hurt, but God knew that there's something that Job had to learn about loving God in the middle of painful changes. There are things that we can learn only by talking to God when we least want to talk to God. As Jesus showed us when God's very own self suffered on the cross. And in those moments, we learn how God helps us to change and to grow in ways that we might have never imagined were ever possible. The psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross might be a familiar name. She came up with a model for how people deal with painful change. She saw that first, we tend to go through a period of shock and denial when we experience that painful change. And as we begin to get in touch with the reality of the change, we begin to sense our most basic emotions, including anger. As we sort through our emotions, we begin to try to bargain our way into a sense of wholeness again. And often, though, there is nothing to bargain over, like when a loved one has died or when a hurricane has leveled our home. And as we realize we can't bargain our way out of a painful change, depression might set in for a while. And this is when we need to be careful to get good care to help us to heal and to grow, right? Eventually, over time, we begin to accept the truth of the change, to accept how we must move forward. Of course, often, life and how we respond to life looks a lot more like this, right? As they say, life happens. And our lives are so often a jumble of, of different things pulling us in different directions. And yet, in the middle of this jumble, Christian discipleship is there to remind us that God's answers come to us in prayers most often 
And most powerfully, when we search out God's guidance in our lives devotedly and constantly. Job had to endure very painful changes in his life. He lost his family, his wealth, his health. Nothing was the same. Nothing was good. Job sat quietly for several days, and his friends sat with him. And eventually, his friends were trying to offer him reasons for why God would allow these things to happen to Job. But Job rejected his friend's reasons, and he shared his anger with God. He was angry that he had been a good person, and yet God did not prevent the things that happened to him. His prayers seemed to have gone unanswered. This week in Job's story, he's trying to bargain with God. He wanted to prove to God that he was an innocent man, like he was pleading his case to a courtroom. And when Job saw that God would not respond to this prayer to prove himself, he felt lost. And yet, he was still devoted to God, talking and waiting for answers. Maybe we give up on prayer so easily sometimes because we don't want to experience that frustration and emptiness that Job felt. We don't want to face the possible sense of aloneness and rejection that the courage to pray opens up in our lives. We might get afraid that God is not ever going to listen or that we can never listen carefully enough for the answers. And this can stop us from asking God for what we want and what we need. And that, of course, would be the most foolish thing of all. God always wants to hear our prayers. God wants to answer our prayers. But not all of our prayers are meant to be answered in the way that we expect them to be answered in the middle of life's changes. Life exists because God made change possible. God's first words spoken in the Bible are, let there be light. Everything was dark and then things changed more and more until life itself came into being. Life exists because change is possible. Prayer keeps us talking to the one who brought us to life through change so that we can be our most aligned selves through those changes. Any prayer is a good prayer in the sense that a prayer starts a conversation with God. But remember that prayer is a conversation, not a fast food order. Prayer is an ongoing conversation with God, the author of all change, change that we need God's love to accept and to understand, love that helps us to hear God's responses in our ongoing conversation with God. Job was angry. Job was depressed. But Job kept praying. Job had not given up on the conversation Neither should we. Because what we think is God's silence in the middle of change 
just might be the time to listen for answers to questions that we never even asked. When our son Christopher was about to be born, Junan was scheduled for a cesarean section on a Saturday. And we were living in New Jersey at the time, and Junan dropped me off at the train station to go to work in New York City the Friday before that. And we're at the, the kissing goodbye place, and we joked with one another, saying, wouldn't it be funny if the baby decided to come today? Well, at lunchtime in New York, I went to a church near my office to worship and to pray. And on the way back, to my complete surprise, an angel of God spoke to me and said, call your wife. I rushed to my office and called her. And she was in hard labor and very confused. By God's grace, I heard God calling me in an enormous, unexpected change. And I got home as quickly as I could to drive Junan to the hospital where Christopher was born safely. Why do prayers sometimes seem to go unanswered? Because God has important things to tell us in the middle of life's changes. And those messages are not always going to stop changes or the need for us to change. Sometimes God's answers are staring us right in the face, waiting for us to listen to God. And sometimes God is waiting for us to listen to God so that we can become the answer to God's prayers. One day at a time, one person at a time, one storm at a time, one change at a time. Keep praying. Make your conversation with God part of your life, and then listen always for unexpected loving answers from God in the middle of life's changes. Amen. Time now for the prayers of people. The time when we lift up our joys and concerns, our triumphs and our tragedies. Traveling mercies for my brother Tom during driving Tuesday from North Carolina from Emily. We pray for his safe travels. We definitely pray for Jesse. Jesse Desjardins is uh, our AB man who does such a wonderful job. He had strep throat, and it took a, a while for it to get diagnosed this week. So we pray for his recovery. We also pray for our community regularly. Bear with me as I go to manual mode here. Well, every prayer is a good prayer, and we learn from them. I will win the Powerball jackpot tonight. With the law of attraction and positive intent, I will win the Powerball jackpot. I will become a multimillionaire. Let me win. I will win. I'm not quite sure how that prayer was answered. <laughs> 
but it reminds us to keep praying, doesn't it? Please pray with me. Gracious God, we are here together to thank you, to admit when we fall short, to be grateful for everything that you have given us and will give us, and to petition you with everything that's in our minds and hearts. We thank you for the conversation. We thank you that you watch over us when we travel. We thank you that you watch over us in the middle of life's tragedies, for you have lived those tragedies with us and as us. And we thank you that you watch over us as we heal and as we reach out to one another for healing and hope. We do pray for everybody who has been affected by this most recent hurricane, and we pray for everybody that needs healing and hope in their lives, in our country, around the world, in our community, in our homes. Help us to heal and grow through patience with you, that we might see what you are revealing to us every moment of our day. And we pray these things in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray a prayer that is going to be sung today. We have an insert if you'd like to follow along with the music.
praying over you today. And I'm so grateful for it, and I'm grateful for everybody being lifted up by the joy of praying to the God who loves us. Let's keep this charge that we say together now. In the middle of life's challenges, a loving God is already answering our prayers with love and asking us to become God's answers to the world's prayers in the love of Christ. Pray, listen, be God's answers to prayers. And I thank you for everything you do as a church to be just that. Now, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us and be gracious unto us. May the Lord of hopes lift up God's kindness upon us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people so loved by God say, Amen. Amen.